Thank you to John Trinder for uh, what John does often, which is share a little bit about poo on Facebook. Early in the week, uh, John pointed out that poo um, was maybe following the theology of being with. Listen to the wisdom of poo. Today was a difficult day, said Pooh. There was a pause. Do you want to talk about it? Asked Piglet. Said Pooh after a bit. No, I don't think I do. That's okay, said Piglet. And he came and sat beside his friend. What are you doing? Asked Pooh. Nothing really, said Piglet. Only I know what difficult days are like. I quite often don't feel like talking about it on my difficult days either. But goodness, continued Piglet, difficult days are so much easier when you know you've got someone there for you. And I'll always be here for you, Pooh. And as Pooh sat there working through in his head his difficult day, while the solid, reliable piglet sat next to him quietly, swinging his little legs, he thought that his best friend had never been more right. Being with. Being with. I've talked about it before, at the time of my mother's passing, how Janice's hand in my hand was the only thing that made sense. No words. I didn't really want to talk about it. And nobody really could work out what to say anyway. But being with made all the difference. From Pooh to Snow Patrol, who will feature in our communion a little bit later on, and I need to set it up because there's a naughty word in here. It's not actually a naughty word. It's a very real word, and we're going to talk about it. They have a song called, What If This Is All The Love You Ever Get? And this morning around this table, I want us to ask that question. What if this is all the love we ever get? What if this is all the love we ever get? It's a sad, melancholic song, but it's supposed to be a song of hopefulness. Let me read the words first that we will hear later and you will ponder your communion over these words. And I want you to hear them. And Gary Lightbody did not write them in this way. I want to state that right at this point. But I want you to hear them as if they're coming from the table. Just imagine that Jesus is with us right now and he said this to us. Because I find it easy to imagine. As soon as I heard this song, I went, that's a communion song. What if it hurts like hell? Then it'll hurt like hell. Come on over. Come on over here. I'm in the ruins too. I know the wreckage so well. Come on over. Come on over here. Could Jesus invite us with those kinds of words? I'm in the ruins too. I know the wreckage so well. Come on over. Be with me. Sit with me. Gary Lightbody has said of this song, that song is less about love as it is about friendship. 
a lot of my friends in LA and back in Northern Ireland were actually going through breakups and divorces around the time that I wrote the song. And I wanted to let them know that I'd been there, you know, and to just come over and sit together. Don't have to talk. Don't have to say anything. Just know that I've been there too. I've been in the ruins too. You don't have to talk immediately. You do have to talk. But you can both sit together and just know that you're there for each other. And that's what I learned through my depression that I was going through for many, many years. Is that the first times I started opening up were the times that the light came in. With this song, it's more than just showing your friends that you're there in this together. You don't have to say anything right at this minute. But you're ready to talk when they want to talk. Poo. Snow Patrol, what about Jesus? While they were eating, Jesus took bread, and when he had given them given thanks, he broke it. And he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body. Then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I'll not drink from this fruit of the vine from now until that day when I drink it new with you in the Father's kingdom. With you in the Father's kingdom. With you. What is communion? James K.A. Smith, who's someone I read a lot in his book, Desiring the Kingdom, that I spoke about a lot when it came out, says this. The tangible display and performance of the gospel in the Lord's Supper is a deeply effective practice. Its sights and smells, its rhythms and movements are the sort of thing that seep into your imagination and become second nature. Just as a song makes words stick in your memory, so the story, so the sights, smells and rhythms of the Eucharist seem to make the story both come alive and wriggle into your imaginations in a way that it wouldn't otherwise. What we're doing this morning is not some add-on at the end of a service that we do because people have did it or done it because Jesus told us to do it. This is the most significant thing we will do in the next month. I would suggest this is the closest we're going to get to being with Jesus in the poo piglet analogy. Jesus asks us to come and sit round his table. In the intimacy of that, he gives us bread and wine. And in the intimacy of that, from the ruins and the wreckage of his cross, he says, be with me. Be with me. Just come and be with me. And in that being with, we can be changed and transformed in whatever way. Marshalling, this is James K.A. Smith again, Marshalling the mundane and universal human practice of eating, and thus also taking up the common connection between food and fellowship, the table of the Lord is a catalyst for reconciliation. In a broken, fragmented world, the church is called to be the first fruits of a new creation by by embodying a reconciled community. And the way we begin to learn that is at the communion table. Being with Jesus. When you're with people, they change you for better and for worse. I'm looking out and I just catch the eye of maybe a couple who've just been married for a couple of years. And then I look out and I catch the eye of those who've been married for a wee bit longer than that. 
And you can be assured that as you spend time in that close proximity with that person over years and years and years, you are going to pick up every bad habit that they might have unless you're incredibly careful. Or you might pick up all their goodness. But when we're with people, when we marinate our lives around people and saturate ourselves in relationships, it, not, it, come, it makes us into who we are. Makes us into who we are. I've told you it before, but when I'm in that wrong lane, every time, and Janice says the same things that my mother said to my father, I know that being with has transformed me into the person that's always going to be in the wrong lane. Or always loses their keys. There's something about being with people that is transmitted to you. And when you're choosing somebody, there's some of us who have an option still in this. When you're choosing somebody to get married to, imagine that that might be somebody that transmits to you goodness and changes you, and transforms you. If we're with Jesus and we spend time with Jesus, then I don't want to talk about Forgive me for those who lecture, but I don't want to talk about going and finding out about Jesus. We do need to do that, and I'm glad we do that. But I want to go more than that. I don't want to talk about reading books about Jesus. I don't want to know all the theology about Jesus. I don't want to know about him being divine and about him and the cross and redemption. That's all very important. But today what I want to do is say this, that even more important than that, and actually those other things are really important, but they're not important at all, unless we learn who he is and spend time with him and begin to live like him as a result of that. What do we have here in a moment or two's time? We have welcome. We have unmerited welcome. We have a welcome that is beyond our understanding. Therefore, we should be welcomers. We're sitting with, so we should allow others to sit with us. We find forgiveness. The one that he is enmity with, the race that he is enmity with, he comes and sacrifices himself for that people. We find the humility of one who was God, became nothing, even death on a cross and obedience to serve. We have sacrifice. We have service. And when we sit around that cross and when we sit around that table and when we sit with Jesus, these things need to be transmitted. As I keep telling us, we come around the God of the manger, the donkey and the cross and those, those attitudes of the God that we serve should be indelibly marked in the humility that we should have when we spend time with this Jesus. The reconciliation of the Lord's table the imagination of the Lord's table, the vision that awaits us at the Lord's table. These are things that, yes, we can learn about in a class. Yes, we can learn about from a book. But the best way to learn about it is for us to spend time in being with. Another phrase that caught my attention on social media this week was from Leonard Cohen. When I get up in the morning, my real concern is to discover whether or not I'm in a state of grace. Somebody put up below it in a very cheeky but probably relevant way. And also to go out with as many 
very beautiful woman as I possibly can. But let's not look at that side of Cohen for a moment. Let's look at this idea of every morning being really concerned to discover whether we're in a state of grace. What does that mean? Well, surely it means that every morning we want to go into the world being with Jesus or Jesus being with us. WWJD did my head in. What would Jesus do is an amazing phrase, but it became a wee bit of a commercial enterprise in my opinion. But at the heart of it is a good question. In our welcoming, in our service, in our sacrifice, in our reconciling, in our imaginings, in the rhythms of our lives, in the way that we live differently than the world around us, which God's people have been called to do since right at the beginning of the writing of the scriptures. Jesus, as our companion on the journey, seems to me to be that which leads us into a state of grace. So what Malena read for us, who do you say that this Jesus is? There's creedal confession. You're the Christ of God, Peter says. Then there's this call to follow. Take up your cross daily and follow me. It's not for Sundays. It's not for every now and again. It's a moment by moment, 24-7 being with. Having Jesus be with us, Emmanuel. And then us somehow being transformed into the likeness of that Jesus, into the rhythms of that Jesus, into the upside down pragmatic lifestyle of that Jesus. So that others will be asking us questions about how we live. Who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? I don't, it's easy to sing these songs, but you know, when we go back out those doors and, or those doors and we've had our cup of tea and coffee or even if we've been prayed for in the, in the prayer ministry, going back out into that world, we're besieged by all kinds of being withs, all kinds of other rhythms. And the challenge then is, can we live the Jesus rhythm? amidst the other rhythms. I am convinced that perhaps the way we learn that rhythm most, the way that rhythm seeps into our lives the most, might be in a few moments' time when we gather, welcomed, while he's going through hell that we remember. Come on over. Come on over. I know the wreckage so well. I'm in the ruins too. And I want to be with you. And I want you to be with me. And that means all those things that are going through your difficult days like Pooh had. That means bring them. Bring them to this table and let's sit down. You don't have to say them just yet. But it would be good if you said them sometime. But just sit with me. Just sit with me. All those decisions you have to make. All those things that are going around in your head about the week that's ahead or the months that are ahead. All the anxieties or all the worries. Just come on over. Come on over. Sit with me. Sit with me. Learn my rhythms of grace as Eugene Peterson translated. My unforced rhythms of grace. Be with me like Piglet and Pooh. And let it just seep in. Being with. If we're going to be with the world, 
then we're going to have to learn to be with Jesus. Let's pray. And Lord, we pray as we come to this table that this morning it would not be a ritual that we go through, a liturgical adding on at the end of a service, but that in these next moments we might be overwhelmed with the reality of the welcome, the invitation. Oh yes, we're stumbling, we're tumbling after you, but you still invite us to come on over. Come on over. I know the wreckage so well. I've been in the ruins. I understand what your life is like. Just come and sit with me. And take this little bit of bread. Take this little sip of wine. And in the being with me, allow yourself to be transformed into the likeness of God. To be purified from all unrighteousness. To find your place in my design in the cosmos. Come on over. Come on over. Sit down beside me. I invite you now. In Jesus' name. Amen.